Hello and welcome to the Pet People Podcast with your host Angela Fagan, sponsored by TrustMyPetBusiness.com. Find all things pets in one place. Hello and welcome to Meet the Pet People Podcast with your host me, Angela Fagan, and today I'm going to be speaking with Caroline Wilkinson, who is the founder of Barketplace. So without further ado, let's meet Caroline. Caroline, welcome to Meet the Pet People podcast and I'd love to find out more about Marketplace. So for all those pet parents out there listening, tell us why did you start it in the first place? Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. So Marketplace has sort of come out of a real passion for helping pet parents to have the most, the sort of best connection they can with their dogs. I've been a dog trainer and behaviourist for uh, sort of about just over a decade. Um, and I traditionally was working one-to-one and or in classes locally in my area. But I found that some parents were finding it really difficult because class environments just weren't suited to their dog, either yeah. because they were overwhelmed by the other dogs in the environment or they actually found them quite scary or, or, or they were quite reactive to them. So being able to offer training support and also behavioural advice online was a way for us to be able to help more pet parents have a better relationship with their dogs. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I can I can to- totally hear what you're saying because I have a German Shepherd and also a Pomeranian um, and the Pomeranian's the worst. The Shepherd's really easy to train, <laughs> but the Pom has her own, her own uh, set of rules and, and she's been a challenge for us. But um, now that she's a wee bit older, I think it just took her longer to learn <laughs> than perhaps the yeah, Shepherd. but they're a cute combo though. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Well, the Pom is the boss. <laughs> Even we have a cat as well. He thinks he's the boss, but it's definitely the poem. <laughs> so, so, so basically, you you started this out of um, recognizing there was a need out there from pet parents for maybe an alternative to attending a local puppy class. And I noticed on your website that you said, which rings a bell with me as, as well, that sometimes a puppy class is maybe seven o'clock on a Monday night, and we're not always available at the time um, to, to to go for training with our pets. So it's quite good that your courses are to do any time to suit absolutely because I think self-paced learning means obviously we have an opportunity to fit it into our schedule also you know if you've got either other animals who are uh, difficult to leave at home because they maybe have separation challenges themselves or you've got children or work commitments that mean that you can't make those traditional sort of evening classes us being able to offer things that allow you to train at different times of the day means that you've got a little bit more freedom to be able to to continue to work with your dogs if you'd like to yeah um, to know absolutely that and and for pet parents out there that are listening how to know where do they start so if you maybe want to tell us a bit a bit about your website and what it's got for pet parents yeah absolutely so we have our puppy program which is obviously for sort of our, our younger our younger clients um uh-huh. so puppies any anywhere from sort of when you first bring them home or even we actually give advice before choosing your puppy and also before you bring your puppy home so it's it's actually worth signing up when you're first thinking about getting a dog but we also then have some other courses like our recall course which is great as obviously for adolescent dogs or if you've just taken on a new rescue dog um, and then our most popular courses are our break the barking habit which is 
uh, kind of stemmed out of lockdown because lots of people have been finding as although the streets were getting quieter our dogs were getting a lot noisier um, (laughs) and having a lot more sort of you know alert barking and and sort of socially facilitated barking going on and things like that so our barking course and then also our separation anxiety course which allows you to help support your dogs if they're going through challenges around being left at home we've also got a course that's related to mindful living and our dogs so that's from uh, presented by both myself as a certified animal behaviorist and a clinical psychologist who gives the human side of things so that supports both of you to help reduce stress and create a better relationship Um, we also run regular webinars we have a membership which is for people who want to just train ongoing and we do live training together training sessions and we have loads of fun in the group there as well as lots of new content and we offer consultations as well if people need more one-to-one help so there's lots of stuff there if anybody needs some support with their dogs we hopefully have something to offer you yeah that's brilliant i think because one of the the big things that that's that's been coming up again and again is the amount of people who are perhaps first time pet parents during lockdown and the the challenges that they're perhaps being faced with now when their pets been used to having them there all the time and it's been a very different world for you know maybe a pet that that would have been introduced to a family five years ago when maybe they were busy you know doing lots of other things their pets have had a lot more of our attention and I think it's maybe a big challenge for pet parents who are thinking how is my my baby going to cope when I have to go out to the office. It's really such a change and while we've been kind of navigating these changes our dogs have been doing it too and um, mm. you know we can't obviously tell them why it's happening or sort of you know make them understand that so yeah it's hard and they've also been struggling when we're all been home and it's been busy sort of uh, changes you know maybe if you've been homeschooling and having zoom meetings and all of those sort of things your dogs probably haven't been having the rest that they normally would so it's actually seen we've seen an increase in general anxiety with dogs not only separation related issues but also just generalized anxiety Uh do you know it's funny i'm just thinking of sometimes if i'm on a zoom call and i'll say like hello (laughs) my dog thinks oh who's here and you know they're either looking out the door to see someone's coming to visit them or so it's quite funny how they've sort of adjusted as well I think it'll be interesting to find out about what led you on the road to this so you said that you're a dog behaviorist so can you explain a wee bit about what exactly that is yeah, so um, I started out as a dog trainer, so helping people more with the kind of practical obedience type elements of of living with their dogs, and then really quickly sort of got interested into more of the the ways to help dogs who find the world a bit overwhelming. So my passion really is about reducing stress for dogs who who live in our world but find it quite difficult to do so. So yeah, so I've I've sort of over the the past decade I've sort of seen been doing lots of different studies and lots of work to sort of get me to this point um, uh-huh. and I just think it was uh, that I sort of loved the way of being able to support both ends of the lead in terms of the relationship so that we're not just looking at what we can do to help the dog but we're also helping the relationship that the dog and the human have together yeah. because really if we try and only just fix the dog uh-huh. um, we're not going to end up uh, end up having much success whereas if we make the relationship there the priority that's going to help both both sides uh, have a better bond. So would you say that would be something that people who have reactive dogs would be thinking about how they display their nerves perhaps to the dog? And I think, you know, we've got to be really fair to ourselves and it's it's very easy to, if you know your dog is perhaps either a dog who's perceived as a threat or um, actually finds the world quite threatening yes. um, and then has maybe quite a large reactive display to that, you're obviously going to 
tense and feel you know predict sure. that that behavior is coming uh-huh. and so some of the methods that we work on are, are ways to help reduce the stress for the human end of the lead so that you can then better support your dog when they do go out into the world and I think it's you know we, we're all just human and we're all trying to do the best for our animals but sometimes we just need those little bits of of change in routine or change in approach Absolutely. that can make massive differences to uh, both ourselves and our dogs because uh, sometimes it's just even about someone like yourself saying oh do it this way or, or try this and, and it's something that the simplest thing maybe sometimes works when maybe some pet parents haven't been enjoying walking their dogs because for example they bark at every other dog that passes and it's just maybe knowing a few of the tricks isn't it to use um, to, to make it a more enjoyable experience yeah and I always talk about sort of our behaviours that we see with our dogs those sort of challenges we have as like an iceberg and we see the challenge that sort of tips out above the water level Uh but actually that whole big block of iceberg that's beneath the water that's our dog as a whole being so how they rest at home what food they're eating um, you know whether their enjoyment of life their general mood state all sorts of things pay into that and so we need to really look at that bit that's under the water too and help break down any of the little troubling areas there that then mean that sort of challenging behavior that we see above the water starts to go below the surface if we can break down those other bits and really make sure our dog is a is a real confident whole being Uh now that's that's so interesting because my little pomeranian phoebe she tends to bark at other dogs but i know that she's doing it because she's more frightened than anything else she's not doing it because she's she's fierce because she isn't at all and, and she's always looking at me after she barks to say as if am i doing a good job so i've gone from um, ignoring her completely to um you know to, to saying no which i think is the, the probably the most common thing that people do so what would you suggest if you've got a barky dog give me a um, and the parents listen a few tops tips that we could use yeah great so I think um, you know in this situation first of all I would make sure we've got a real balance in your dog's week so she doesn't have to go every day for a walk where she's going to find the world scary because we want to make her enjoy parts of her life because the more happy hormones she has going around her body the better she's going to feel generally Uh and then the more confident and relaxed she'll feel when she does see the other dogs so making sure you're going for some nice quiet walks maybe hiring a secure field or going to just more remote places Uh um, and then working on those walks where she might find the environment a little bit more tricky um getting her brain engaged in some really nice calming activities like sniffing for treats for example Uh that can be a great way to lower blood pressure so sprinkling treats into the grass and getting her sniffing rather than sort of being really vigilant and checking out the whole environment for what new dog is she going to have to bark (laughs) at next Um, and then working on pairing some good stuff with the appearance of dogs so before she gets into a sort of more stressful um, state just being able to give her some nice high value little bits of food as she sees Mm. other dogs creating lots of space so she doesn't have to get close up and and personal with them until she feels confident enough to do that Uh Um, and there's lots of little exercises we work on uh, that can help in terms of sort of getting your dog using their brain more so they feel like they're in charge of the environment rather than having to sort of react and and push Mm -hmm. the environment away from them. Uh So interesting. I'll be trying that when I go out. <laughs> so so in terms of um, location, you're in the UK, Caroline, is that right? 
Yeah, yeah. so I, I live in the southwest um, in the UK, uh, but I do have clients around, what got clients in Europe and in um, North America, because, you know, luckily with the power of, of the internet, we we're able to help people wherever they are, but our main client base is here in the UK. Right, that's that's interesting. Um, so, Caroline, there's a lot of um, pets just now, especially in North America, has a big issue with pets ending up in shelters because they're potentially ta- tagged as being um, dangerous or a biter or um, possibly untrainable. And, and I think a lot of pets do end up wrongly tagged. So how would you suggest that anyone getting a rescue dog approaches it first of all? What sort of things would they want to consider? Yeah, so it's really it's a really difficult one, and, and I know that the number one reason that dogs tend to be given up, particularly in the states, to rescue shelters under three is due to behavioural challenges. Mm-hmm. So um, it really is a bit of a become a bit of its own epidemic. And in terms of those people who obviously take on dogs, we want to make sure we're trying at Marketplace to help people be proactive and prevent those challenges occurring, so they never have to give up their dog. Mm-hmm. Um, for people who are taking on a rescue dog, I think what's really important is is again I go back to that sort of element of balance in the dog's life making sure that when you first bring them home you're not trying to put too many expectations on them Mm -hmm. you take life really slowly allow them to first of all familiarize to your home to your family to your garden and the space that that's really close in proximity before you start trying to get them to fit into every element of your life Mm -hmm. which can be hard because when we've particularly if we've had dogs before who've been very relaxed and chilled and loved going to dog friendly mm-hmm. um, locations with you to bring a rescue dog into your life who finds the world a little bit more challenging mm-hmm. it can be really difficult for for us humans so I think just setting your expectations low and um, and working through to support the dog with somebody like myself as a, as a positive force-free behaviorist mm-hmm. making sure that you're using nice kind ethical methods that aren't going to make your dog more fearful than uh, and sort of instill confidence in them instead uh-huh. and I noticed um Caroline that when I was looking on your website you have a Facebook group um where I, I presume people can chat to others in the same scenario or the same circumstance is that right yeah, yeah. We, I, we have a great Facebook group. We've got about two and a half thousand um, members at the moment in there um, and they're all really lovely. I, I sort of pride ourselves on having one of the non-judgmental dog groups on Facebook, <laughs> which are a little bit rare. Unfortunately, we are um, we're all quite critical of each other as pet parents. So uh, it's called Connect With Your Dog. And in there, every week we give a little quick tip Tuesday. So we give one tip around living with training or connecting with your dog. We also have an annual three-week recall challenge and an annual session where we around the sort of autumn fall time where we talk about how we can best prepare our dogs and ourselves to navigate through the winter months uh-huh. uh, when everyone's moods are a little bit lower uh-huh. so we have lots of different bits that go on there as well as just regular opportunities for people to connect with each other and and feel that support that um, that they might need as they're navigating new relationships with dogs yeah that's brilliant and i think it's especially um interesting that, that you're you know, your pet parents come from across the world. That you've got lots of um, you know, different countries because I know each country countries have their individual issues with um, particular problems that they might have. Um, for example, the the amount of strays in Romania or obviously the shelter situation in the US. So it's quite good to be able to bond with others um, who have a dog's interests at, at the heart of it all. Um, so in terms of your, your website, if you could tell me a wee bit more about the webinars that you have on your website, what sort of things can pa- parents out there find on, on Marketplace? 
So our webinars we run generally on a sort of monthly or bi-monthly basis in terms of them being a little insight into one area around life with your dog. So we have guest experts as well as myself presenting some of those and we look at topics from nutrition to first aid to well-being for dogs um, and we look at things more like the behavioural challenges like reactivity on the lead for example mm-hmm. or fear and anxiety in our dogs. So those are really nice bite-sized little chunk for people to get some ideas and techniques that they might use with their dogs to better create a a good bond with their dog or help support their dog um, naturally. So we have a real sort of holistic well-being approach in terms of wanting to support our dogs, not just in terms of the behaviours that we're seeing, but also from them, from a whole being, so that they can have the best and longest life that they can. So the webinars are kind of little unique topics, and Uh then our courses kind of dive into those areas a little bit more detail. Right, brilliant, that sounds so interesting. And I think you've just um, hit on something there that is of of interest to me, is the, the particularly pet food and I know there's a lot of um, discussions just now around what what perhaps we thought was good pet food for our dogs and now realise that there's a lot more uh, other healthier options out there. Does, does the food that you feed your dog have an impact on its behaviour, would you say? Obviously. I mean, from um, the basics of having maybe a really hyperactive puppy who's being fed a very highly processed diet that has a lot of grain and carbs and sugars in it um, where we're sort of just fueling that that energy that we don't really want to have existing in our household to our dogs who are maybe a bit more anxious who aren't getting the right levels of um, sort of uh, nutrients that are going to help them feel good so Mm -hmm. for example things like a lack of magnesium or zinc um, can contribute to anxiety in our dogs Mm -hmm. or dogs who maybe aren't able to make the right levels of uh, brain serotonin sort of feel good hormone if they haven't got the right levels of tryptophan and things like that in their mm-hmm. food so mm-hmm. it all gets a little bit sciencey um, yeah. and but we have some experts that come and talk for us so we've got some great um, holistic vets and, and nutritionists who have done some incredible webinars to give a lot more advice around those areas where we don't necessarily have the specialism but we we know how important it is for our dogs well-being and behavior uh-huh. no that's really interesting because i think it's important that i, qu- I think quite often for pet parents um the the problem is that we don't really know where to go i mean there's lots of you've got your your specific facebook group that, that's um connected with marketplace but there's a lot of miscellaneous groups out where people throw in their, their sort of opinion on what's best there's no one place for pet parents to go to where they know they can trust the advice that's on there and that's exactly why I created Trust My Pet Business, to give pet parents a place to go where they knew they could trust the information they were getting. Um, so I think it's very good that Marketplace have those nutritionists um, and stuff on your website that you, at least you know when you're getting advice it's from a nutritionist and not just maybe another person's opinion let's just see yeah and yeah. and I, I get it I mean we all want to help support other pet parents to you know and if we've had a really good experience with one type of food or mm-hmm. doing something in a particular way with our dogs we want to share that yeah. but it can be overwhelming as you say there's just such a plethora of information out there yeah. whereas you know we get experts in um, so it's not just myself as a behaviourist but other behaviourists um, and then our nutritionists and, and holistic vets who are able to really hone in on those particular topics and give you the information that just makes it very clear. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. And do pet parents who are part of your groups have a chance to suggest things that they'd like to find out more about? 
Yeah, so in our um, Connect With Your Dog group, we're always asking for people to give ideas for our Quick Tip Tuesday series, which runs every week. We just talk around some topic for Uh them that's going to help them with their life with dogs. We also ask, we've got a a kind of canine webinar series group that we advertise our webinars in, and we ask people there for ideas of who they'd like to see speak, if there's any actual specific uh, people that they'd like to see speak, or if there's specific topics. Uh And then through our connected network, we're able to get the right people in to talk around those subjects brilliant sounds so good so Caroline I'm interested to just um, find out more about all your channels so if you could just tell us again where you are on social media and go over again your website name so that anybody listening who wants to check you out right now can come come and find you so fire away where are you online Oh, thank you. Yeah, so we're at barketplace.uk is our main website, and that's where you can sign up for all of our courses, webinars, or our consultations. Um, we also have our Barket Club, which is our ongoing training club, and you can find out about that at barketplace.uk forward slash B Club. Um, then we are on uh, Facebook at Barketplace. We're on Instagram at Barketplace, and we also have recently started putting more of our video content so that people can access that for free on YouTube. So if you look for Barketplace on YouTube, you'll be able to find there as well right that's brilliant so thank you so much for joining us today caroline it's been fascinating and thank you so much for joining us today caroline thanks for listening to meet the pet people podcast sponsored by trustmypetbusiness.com find all things pets in one place